<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs. Thanks for being with us. Today, we've got a crowded calendar for conflict, insurrection, and maybe, just maybe, a desperately needed fundamental commitment among the Republicans in the House to represent their voters. There's a fighting chance that America First Party Republicans will actually tell the rhino establishment to go stick it. We'll cross our fingers and hope the real Republicans can find their way to fight a fight that's certainly worth having and then win that fight. But the establishment Republicans are threatening incoming freshman GOP congressmen, including Anna Pauline Luna, representing Florida's 13th district. I got a very um, inappropriate phone call on Thursday where basically another member, uh, this was a couple weeks ago actually, another member had called me basically to whip votes for the speaker's race and ultimately ended up threatening me. And I let that female member know that I wasn't going to basically be threatened. Um, I don't think that I need to put that person's name out there because I think that they are probably embarrassed at doing that. But the fact is, is that that's not uncommon, I think, to have happen. And ultimately, I'm not going to be bullied. Um, if you are going to negotiate in good faith, negotiate in good faith, but don't resort to threatening people. And now there's the dean of the Republican Party, former Speaker of the House of Representatives, Duke Gingrich, once a revolutionary leader in the party, calling now for conformity and an orderly obeisance to the establishment status quo. Here's Newt demanding Republicans fall in line with the demands of the donors and the corporate globalists and support the rhino McCarthy. There's nobody going to replace Kevin because he has far more people totally dedicated to him than this handful of never-enders. And the result's going to be anybody who tried to replace Kevin would face total chaos. It would be impossible to govern. So I hope in the next 24 hours that, that these, this handful of members will realize they don't have the moral right to reject the choice of 85% of their conference. They don't have the moral right to break up the House against the wishes of over 215 fellow Republicans. Uh, and I think it's a, a remarkably short-sighted and candidly selfish position, and I don't understand where they're coming from. Newt says this isn't about McCarthy, but that is exactly what it's about. McCarthy is endorsed by Rhino Paul Ryan, one of the worst speakers of the modern era, who couldn't win even his hometown in the 2012 election. And McCarthy is in the line of Rhino leaders like Eric Cantor and John Boehner, who all have been a part of American history's great spending spree partly responsible for running up the national debt from $13 trillion to $32 trillion. It is about the dimming of the Republican Party and the failure of its rhino leadership to confront what is nothing less than the Marxist-Dems war on America and the corruption of our government. The Center for Renewing America is clearly in opposition to McCarthy, 
Here's Renewing America's President, Russ Vote on why the Republicans should reject Rhino McCarthy and drain the swamp. I view Kevin McCarthy as the definition symbolically of what the cartel is. He is he is the cartel speaker. We need a paradigm shifting speaker. If you had said if the Republicans had a red wave, this would not have been an opportunity. It's now an opportunity. And thankfully, House conservatives appear to be seizing it. And I, I am not willing to predict that he won't be the speaker, but I don't see the math for him. He lacks the 218 votes and I don't know how he's going to get it. So I think that this is going to be something that we are increasingly seeing good results from. But this is a moment that we're not going to get very often and we've got to seize it. And while the rhinos want to rule yet again, America First voters want their congressmen to represent them, their views and interest. There are 14 Republican congressmen who oppose publicly the rhino coronation of Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. Opposition led by Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona. Congressman Biggs is our guest here today on The Great America Show. And Congressman, thanks for being with us today. And I want to congratulate you and your colleagues who are standing with you to oppose McCarthy and end the rhino rule of the Republican Party. And maybe just maybe drain a good part of the swamp at the same time. What you're doing, as you well know, is very important for the country and the American people. We thank you and God bless you. Thanks, Lewis. Good to be with you. And um, as, 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 you, as you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity perhaps to actually stand up for what you believe in a really overt way, trying to um, protect and preserve freedom. And that's, that's what it's all about. Well, Kevin McCarthy is uh, saying that he has conceded uh, all sorts of things to the, as he put it, the Freedom Caucus. Uh, it's it's really you, the Freedom Caucus, a uh, uh, half dozen, perhaps uh, 15 people uh, who are really making a difference here. Uh, what is your reaction to the suggestion that he has made sufficient concessions? Well, I, I, I would say that he is at the last minute um, resolved to do some things that we requested of him months and months ago. He probably wouldn't have gotten here but for that. But uh, he's he's not putting any meat on those bones. It's pretty milk toast the way he's got it. There's still so many outs in the way that he drafted it or presented it in his letter. So. Uh, I know that some of my colleagues are, are are very interested in seeing if he'll tighten them up, tighten it up. And uh, I think the closer we get to noon uh, tomorrow uh, on January third, that the sooner uh, the clo the closer we get there, the the more likely he is to to tight try and tighten it up because he's trying to get votes. And um, I'm I will not get there because. Uh, it, for me, it was, never was about the rules. It was about you have to change your leader. Um, he's been a part of this uh, environment now at the top, near the top for 12 years, Lou. And um, uh, if you don't change your leadership, you will not ever get change. You know, I'm going to say something I think probably some will find harsh uh, and, and some might just want to argue with, period. But I, I truly believe without the accident, if you will, the political accident of President Donald Trump, the Republican Party at this point would be uh, 
just simply a faded shadow of what once was. Uh, it's trying to go there, I believe, right now. But without Donald Trump's leadership for those four years, there would be no philosophy. There would be no ideology. Uh, it would just be the GOP would just simply be the handmaiden of uh, the corporate globalists. Uh, all that uh, America first is contending and, and fighting with uh, every day. Uh, your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I have always called, since I saw him uh, on the stage the first time in a debate, I said, he's, this guy's a disruptor. And he's trying to disrupt the uniparty, the swamp, the deep state, the establishment. And by so doing, that actually, um, he, sh he should be given a lot of credit. Historically, he's going to go down a lot of credit because he's, he's basically realigned or made more noticeable the realignment of the political parties. Who supports Donald Trump? It's, the, it's now the blue-collar worker. Um, it's, now, it, it's, it's not the coastal elites. They've uh, bought in totally to the to the the liberal uh, uniparty. It's the it's the people, the the minority people who are now coming forward and saying, "Look, you know what? We we need something better. We want a fair shake," and it's a total realignment. And I and I give credit to Donald Trump for that. Yeah, I I, I do too. I think most of America does. In point of fact, it may not animate them to political uh, uh, activity. Uh, but it and voting, uh, but I think certainly most Americans. And by the way, I think the, the blue collar working uh, man and woman, their families, are middle class entrepreneurs, small business people, all support America first, make America great again. Uh, I, I think there's no question about it. Uh, I think it's interesting that there are a number of people in the Republican Party right now who want to say, well, we want his philosophy, but we just don't want him. I think in time, people are going to understand uh, the relationship better between leadership uh, and uh, the agenda, uh, the principles uh, of of leadership and where this country is headed. But let me turn to uh, one of the former leaders of the Republican Party, Newt Gingrich. I like Newt. Uh, he was a historical figure uh, in the mid-90s, and he had this to say about your effort, uh, and, and I want to give out credit right now uh, to you, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, to Bob Good, Matt Gates, Ralph Norman, Matt Rosendale, Scott Perry, Paul Gosar, Chip Roy, Dan Bishop, Andy Harris, Andrew Clyde, Andy Ogalis, Anna Paulina Luna, Eli Crane, all standing up for principle and purpose for the Republican Party. Uh, are there any other names I should add to that list? Um, you, you got the bulk of them, I think. I think. I hope, I hope tomorrow we see more people added to that list, Lou. Okay, well, uh, so do I. Uh, let's listen to Newt Gingrich and get your reaction to what he had to say. I, I, I have to say, I thought it was brazen uh, and... Uh, and, and uh, somewhat, well, I was somewhat taken aback by it. Here, here is the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. They're not voting against Kevin McCarthy. They're voting against over 215 members of their own conference. <clears throat> their conference voted overwhelmingly, 85%, for McCarthy to be Speaker. So this is a fight between a handful of people and the entire rest of the conference. And they're saying they have the right to screw up everything. Well, the precedent that sets is so do the moderates, 
Uh, so do the members from Florida. I mean, any five people can get up and say, I'm now going to screw up the conference, too. The choice is Kevin McCarthy or chaos. Total chaos, Congressman. Is that what you're trying to create? No, and I think I think that that's such hyperbole uh, from somebody who, who, quite frankly, my constituents would say, seems to be attached to the the establishment class. The reality is, um, if we do not make a change when we can make a change, then you're just going to keep per- perpetuating what you have. And let's 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 say what the difference between Newt Gingrich's time. Newt actually produced with a Democrat president. A balanced budget, good for Newt. You know what happened when we had all three bodies, a House, Senate, and the and the Speaker. Um, I, I mean, the President. When Kevin McCarthy was the majority leader, he forged a coalition with the Democrats to uh, lift the debt ceiling and also put two budgets before the President. That President Trump said, "This is horrible." And in the last uh, t- uh, ten years. Uh, of which all of those, Kevin McCarthy has been in leadership at the very top and pinnacle of the Republican Party. We've gone from a $13 trillion deficit, excuse me, not deficit, but national debt, to a $32 trillion national debt. Now, uh, maybe maybe you do need a shake up there. That's what I would say. Maybe you do need a shake up there. And I, maybe? I, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I am laughing because I just... When we look at this, McConnell, McCarthy, part of the leadership, there has been a chain of rhino mediocrities, in my opinion. Uh, and let's start with Boehner. Let's go to Paul Ryan. It's worse than mediocrities. And the, I, I, these, are, these are dark influences on our national policies, and the consequences have been debilitating to what was once the greatest, uh, most powerful uh, nation on earth. But in part because of those those men who have been part of the swamp cartel and to perpetuate it, uh, this country is now uh, in what I, I believe Newt Gingrich is calling for. He wants to see managed orderly decline rather than, uh, than an arena filled with vibrant, important voices talking about the important issues of the day for every American. Uh, that is, what he's describing uh, is a suffocating authoritarianism that is really the domain of the Biden regime and the Marxist Dems who are totalitarian in every impulse. Yeah, that's right. Anybody uh, that's that is what we used to call liberal, they're now leftists. Uh, the authoritarianism in them has been revealed the COVID did that in such a way that is almost, uh, it was inconceivable, I think, to Americans. Um, and, uh, and when we start talking about what is going on in Congress, how in the world did McCarthy and McConnell let that omnibus bill get out? Um, especially in light of the fact that months and months ago, we in the Freedom Caucus said, hey, we know what's gonna happen you're going to have to stop this and stop the, the, the CR last September to prevent us getting to this point where we ended up getting there. And um, it, it, the point is, I guess, leadership is, as you pointed out, it, it, you have to be visionary in the sense that you can see what's coming. 
Uh, you can see what needs to be done to um, uh, defeat your, the obstacles um, or the, the enemy here who is trying to dismantle the United States of America clearly. Um, and if you don't think we're in an existential crisis, then, then I guess then it's okay to let K Street control um, the, the legislative branch. I, I think we are in an existential crisis, and I don't think uh, we need the lobbyists of K Street to be controlling um, the, the United States Congress. I think we need to have committed uh, elected officials who are, who are honest with their, their uh, constituency and transparent and committed and principled uh, to fight for this country. Well, I, well said. And McConnell joining hands with the Dems. And by the way, folks, there, there was no accident here. This omnibus bill, $1.7 trillion, uh, was uh, <laughs> Mitch McConnell made it possible. Kevin McCarthy made it possible. The Republican Party run by rhinos. I often wonder, Andy, I often wonder, if the Republican Party just demands rule by rhinos because they don't want to take responsibility for for leading the nation, or is it because there's just an overwhelm? Are they overwhelmingly lazy? They just turn the party, the conference over to to the liberals, the, the leftist Republicans who are really nothing more than Democrats. How can anyone in the Republican conference vote for a rhino like McCarthy, like Ryan? like uh, Boehner, and pretend that they are anything other than Republicans in name only. Well, um, you know, there might be a little bit in, in of each one of those in our conference. I, you know, the, I was talking to an analyst recently, uh, not, not a psychiatrist, but just, just a political analyst, and he said his determination is that, is that, uh, uh, that really it, the conservatives are now the rhinos because they really do want America first. They really do believe in the Republican Party platform. And too many people that profess to be rhino, uh, Republicans, they don't really want those things. And so, so it is us conservatives who are Republican in name only because we really believe what we want. Uh, that, that's one I thing would the other give up, by the way, I would tell your, 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 your friendly political analyst, I, I tell him he's overthinking it. The Republican Party has standards, it has values and tenants, wow, tenants platform. Have, have served this nation so well. Uh, you know, after all, it wasn't the Democrats who freed the slaves. That was the Republicans. And exactly. let's start there and move forward. And it wasn't the Republicans who got us into World War I. Uh, it was Woodrow Wilson and the enlightened Democrats. And we've seen enough of the totalitarianism, the authoritarianism, the, the creeping Marxism that has, uh, uh, you know, traversed the last century. Uh, we have to come to our senses in this country, and you guys represent, I think, our last best hope. Barely a, ma a majority in these midterm elections just passed. Uh, we have an opportunity that is so fragile. And as you said, it's an existential moment in time. I, I want to I ask you also, uh, if if indeed uh, the the people who were saying, for example, the previous aide to the previous speakers, uh, the Republican speakers and leaders, uh, came out with an article saying that self-serving Republicans are making a mockery of Congress. Basically, uh, his name is Brendan Buck. He is a communications consultant, by the way. 
uh, working for Boehner and Ryan both. He wants the usual pageantry. He wants the, <laughs> the pomp and circumstance. He doesn't give a damn about the philosophy, the ideology, or, or the American people you guys were sent to Congress to represent. Doesn't it make any difference to anyone surrounding the swamp or actually well into it knee deep to to represent the American people? The Republican well, conference has an obligation to vote Republican. And McCarthy is the last thing. He is a Republican in name only. He's a shapeshifter in every way. Yeah, I think I think people think it's uncomfortable, Lou. It's kind of weird to me, but they think it's uncomfortable to actually challenge uh, people on their beliefs. I, I guess having been a, a trial lawyer, having been also in, in academia where you have to, I had to defend my positions because I was conservative, you, 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 you come to realize that you can't be comfortable. And I remember a, sta a statement by John Adams, I'll just paraphrase, but his statement was, his generation had to study um, how to uh, govern, how to fight, how to defend, how, and the, the aspects of freedom and, and how to protect those so that the next generation can study music, arts, and the, and, and the sciences and what have you because uh, we have to provide that freedom. I, I guess they don't really believe, some of my colleagues must not really believe that we are facing an existential crisis. Well, they must have forgotten that we have the highest inflation in years. We've got, we've got, we're now energy dependent again. We've gone from energy independence to, to, to energy dependence when we should have been going to energy dominance. They've forgotten that the world is a safer place when the U.S. is strong. They have forgotten that there's crime in all of our big cities that, that, that you don't even want to travel in. Our border is a ridiculous sham. We have... Five million plus people illegally entering our country since Biden took office. What is not to understand that we have to do things differently? And and that's that's my point. Is is if if you're going to stay on a what I call a suboptimal path, in in some ways a, a path to self-immolation, um, then if we're going to commit suicide. As yeah. a nation, this is the way yes. to do it, Congressman. Exactly. If you that's right. are suicidal as a nation, this is the way it looks. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so why why not stand up now? You don't get these opportunities for leverage very often. And one of Kevin's biggest problems is he failed to use leverage points against the Biden administration whenever we had them. Yeah. And um, and that's the way it's going to continue, Lou. And that's that's why. Uh, for me, uh, there is no um, alternative, uh, excuse me, there is every alternative uh, to Kevin McCarthy as the speaker. There has to be. Well, how about uh, if not you, if you can't get the votes, I, I have said point blank, draft Jim Jordan. He is a man of integrity. He is a Freedom Caucus Republican. He is an intelligent and I think fair-minded uh, uh, congressman who represents his district, and I believe the values of the American people uh, 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 that you know distinguish him. Why not draft him? Why, and if not Jim Jordan, you tell me who. But why not draft a man or a woman who will lead as a Republican 
and not sell out to the swamp, not sell out to the Marxist Dems who are trying to destroy every one of you. If there, if there's anyone in your conference, by the way, Congressman, who doesn't understand that the Marxist Dems are not here just simply to defeat the agenda of the Republican Party, they're here to defeat America. And each of you is absolutely uh, going to be assaulted by the, 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 the Marxist Dems in every way they can imagine. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lou. And look, I would love Jim Jordan. And um, believe me, uh, there, there's been a recruitment effort. Uh, the, the question, hell with recruitment. You got the Republicans in an existential it, moment. Go get him. Well, well, Lou, you still got to get the 218. And as you know, um, we're dealing with some people in our conference who will not move that way. Okay. And then the hell with them and you fight yeah. it out. I want That's everybody true. to be uncomfortable. I want everybody. I who, who the hell gave a U.S. congressman or woman the, the idea that they have some sort of sinecure where they're not there to fight for this country? Get off. I'll speak to each one of those people as calmly as I know how <laughs> and say to them, listen to Congressman Biggs. Listen to your conscience, and for God's sake, listen to the people that you represent, because this is a moment for this Constitution. It is a moment to decide whether the United States of America has a future and a destiny. It's that simple to me. Uh, as you know, we always give our guests here the last word, and Congressman, I am delighted to say to you thanks for being here you're a great american doing exactly what everyone in your conference should be doing standing up for america and thank you so much uh, your concluding thoughts if you would sir thanks so much lou thanks for all that you do and and i will conclude by saying um i am going to continue this fight and i will i i tell my constituents i will fight for you i will not stop fighting for you and i'm i'm hopeful that my my colleagues here will will also get get that same attitude because we have to change this is the moment that will define the direction the path that america will be on for the next generation and if we're going to continue uh de devolving then uh, kevin mccarthy will be chosen to be the speaker that's just the way it is congressman andy biggs thank you so much we appreciate uh, everything you're doing for all of us for the country uh, and good luck in uh, your your endeavor. God bless you. Thanks, Lou. Thank you very much. Congressman Andy Biggs, a great American, contending with Rhino Kevin McCarthy for the speakership. Thank you for being with us today. Among our guests coming up, Cash Patel and the Deep State's long campaign to usurp the constitutional authority and powers of both the presidency and the Congress. Colorado attorney Kevin Evans, who sued the Department of Justice and why the DOJ has buried records showing Russian and Chinese payoffs and gifts to the Biden family. And Congressman Chip Roy, Matt Gates, and James Comer all joining us here. Thank you all. Please join us tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and may God bless America.